Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? It's December, bro. Yo, I can't believe it's December. It's me, your host, Nick, by the way. Um, if that wasn't painfully obvious. Um, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? You ready for that Christmas holiday spirit? What? Are you ready for Hanukkah if you celebrate it? Are you ready for Kwanzaa if you celebrate it? Are you ready to just chill out for your winter break if you are not celebrating any of those holidays? Uh, what about New Year's, right? I think everybody celebrates New Year's. That's coming up in a couple weeks. Um, how y'all doing? You ready for the Game Awards tomorrow? I'm ready for the Game Awards tomorrow. A lot of announcements are incoming. Some are being teased. I'm not going to talk about any of that until after the show. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, no, I'm having a good day, though. I hope you guys are having a good day. We are, like, stepping it up at uh, work. for. We do a, a holiday department Christmas contest every year. Or holiday department... Why did I say Christmas? Holiday department decorating contest every year. Um, we are... We are stepping it up, like I said, in our department. We're doing uh, The Polar Express, which is a ridiculous movie. Um, but no, no, no. It's going to be it's gonna be good, I think. Um, but I'm, I'm excited, though, like I said. What about you guys? Are you, Like I said, are you guys excited for, you know, the weekend? I, I, like, holidays? What, what are you guys excited for? Um... We got a lot to talk about today. I know. So last week I was like, oh man, I hope they do a Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer or Indiana Jones trailer. Yeah, well, I spoke too soon because literally the next day, every trailer under the sun dropped, um, which is ridiculous. Um, but let's, uh, let's not wait and let's just jump right into things, shall we? So what's going on in the video game world? Well... I finally got something I've been waiting a very long time for. I finally got my analog pocket. It arrived in the mail today. I spent some time with it. First off, the screen's amazing. Uh, haven't played a whole lot on, on it just yet because I have a couple things I have to get out of boxes and things like that. But, but uh, my biggest frustration with it is the only way to update it is with a micro SD card, which has to be one of the most frustrating things in the world. Um, I don't own a micro SD card, surprisingly, that isn't attached to a Nintendo Switch. Um, and even then, I don't have like anything to plug that micro SD card into, even if I wanted to. Um, so, uh, I gotta figure out what to do with that. I'm gonna have to get, like, a card reader. I'm gonna have to get a micro SD card. Um, again, it's, it's frustrating that that's the only way to update it. Uh, I don't know where the logic is in that, especially in today's day and age when 
I should be able to just plug it in with a USB cable. Um, I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, I'm excited to keep playing it. I'll probably just pick up an SD card this weekend. Um, shouldn't be too hard to grab. I mean, literally, they you can get them for $11 on Amazon. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But hopefully I get all the updates so I can take full advantage of the analog OS, pocket OS, whatever they're calling it. Um, and hopefully I will have a little bit more to talk about. But this, like I said, it, it's bigger than I thought. Um, it doesn't read cartridges that well, but then again, I'm putting in cartridges that haven't been played in probably over a decade, so that, that could be part of it. Um, I don't exactly like that. So like when you play a Game Boy, you know, the cartridges are covered about 70% of the way up when you stick the cartridge in. Um, on here, only about 10% is covered, so it's a little, it's looser, um, but it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, can't wait to sink more and more time into it as the time goes on. That's it for the pocket, though. I just wanted to talk about it since I finally got it, but, uh, of course, we'll have more to share on that in the weeks ahead. Um... I want to talk about Pokemon a little bit more because I've been able to play more of it. Um, it 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 really is one of the best, despite its issues. Um, I I'm really happy to see where the Pokemon franchise can go. Um, I like I said, there's still a lot of graphical errors. There's a lot of frame rate issues, um, but but it has so much potential, so much potential. It's it's just broken. Um, I love how all the new Pokemon are really readily available to catch, um, and I like the new mechanic. It, it it feels like you're in like the Pokemon anime where they're just around, living, enjoying life. Um, they took what was good about Arceus. They took what was good about uh, Sword and Shield and, and put it all together, and it works. But because of the technical issues, it just it, it hurts that it doesn't just run so smoothly. But that's hopefully going to be rectified soon. Um... Capcom has announced that Street Fighter 6 will be getting a second closed beta, uh, and that will start next week. Uh, that will be the 16th through the 19th. Uh, you can sign up for that now. Nintendo has also finally given a bit more of a statement in regards to the cancellation of Smash World Tour. Um, their initial statement about it was, uh, it was bad. It was seriously lacking. It needed... It came off as tone deaf. Um, Nintendo's always going to Nintendo, right? They don't. They seem to like forget that they have a large community of fans that they mistreat for some reason. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, in an official statement, and this was actually to IGN, Nintendo said that quote the decision was ba solely based on our assessment of the proposals submitted by the Smash World Tour in our evaluation of their unlicensed activities. 
Any partner that we grant a license to has to meet the high standards we require when it comes to the health and safety of our fans. It's also important that a partner adheres to brand and IP guidelines and conducts itself according to professional and organizational best practice practices. We use this same approach to independently assess all partners. If we discover that a partner is doing something inappropriate, we will work to correct it. Unquote. Um, yeah, that comes off as uh, interesting because the Smash World Tour is essentially loved by all, um, but yeah, I, I, uh, they, they gave a very long statement. I, I just, I call kind of bullshit on Nintendo and I, I think they're trying to place blame in places I don't think it really belongs. Um, I think the Smash World Tour has been running for quite a while and quite smoothly, if, if I'm not mistaken. Um... So either Nintendo just didn't want to work with them, or I, I I don't I don't even know. I really have no idea how to explain their um, their response in 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 all in all honesty. Um, it 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 I don't know. I really don't know because it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't at all. But that's Nintendo for you. Uh, if you were on Google this week, you may have noticed one of the doodles was a little interesting. Um, and it featured a man playing a video game console. Well, that man was Jerry Lawson. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with him, he's actually technically like the pioneer of the video game cartridge. Um, he doesn't get a lot of, of like recognition by a lot of people um if you've watched like some video game documentaries recently you may have seen him or his name um he turned 82 on december 1st and uh it's essentially a pixelated image of him playing games um oh you can play game you could have played games on there i guess i should have um should have played it um, but yes, he technically developed the first video game, home video game system, um, and cartridges, um, and it, it, I'm happy that he's really, really getting the recognition he finally deserves, because a lot of people don't realize what this man did, and the video game industry has kind of, like, ignored him for a long time, too, uh, so it, it, it's a good thing that he got a Google Doodle, doodle because it will put, um... You'll put his name and his achievements out to more people. Um, so tomorrow is the Game Awards. Uh, they start at 4.30 p.m. Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, which is early. Uh, obviously, we know a lot of, you know, games are going to be announced. A lot of awards are going to be given. But if you are a user of Steam, you can sign up to win a Steam Deck uh, as they are giving away a Steam Deck every minute of the Game Awards. Um, but you have to pre-register, and I know this is kind of late, uh, you have to pre-register, and you have to watch on Steam.tv, which is Steam's official like uh, Twitch competitor that they've kind of left to rot <laughs> since 2018. 
Um, but uh, that is available for you uh, to do. I think I'm, I'm going to watch it that way um, because I want to try and I like I don't really have a, a need for a Steam Deck, but if I can potentially win one, then I don't see why I shouldn't try to get a Steam Deck. I mean, that'd be a little ridiculous if I didn't attempt it. Um, but I am definitely going to try and win a Steam Deck tomorrow. Um, because like I said, they're literally giving one away every minute. So that's what's going to happen. So be on the lookout for that. Hopefully next week I'll let you know if I won or not. Um, speaking of which, I should probably update my address in Steam. But yeah, good luck if you uh, attempt to win. Um, speaking of the Game Awards, do not expect a NetherRealm announcement. Um, Ed Boon has clarified no new NetherRealm game will be announced at the Game Awards. So at least set your expectations for that. Um, HBO released a new Last of Us trailer as the show premieres early next year. Uh, Sifu, the indie darling that re released this year, is going to be getting a movie adaptation, and the creator of John Wick is involved. It is a kung fu game, so it makes sense that the creator of John Wick uh, would be involved in a Sifu game. Uh, 343 has lost um, multiplayer design lead or director Tom French. Uh, he's leaving 343 after 11 years. Um, is this a good thing? Is this a bad thing? I can't really say for certain. Uh, multiplayer's been kind of wishy-washy in the 11 years that he's been at 343. Um, so I can't say yes or no to that. Um, maybe they'll just bring back... Uh, maybe they'll just buy certain affinity and make them, you know, the... No, is it certain affinity? Yeah, the guy because he, he used to work for um, he used to work for for uh, Bungie back in the day, um, and just have him the the multiplayer lead. Um, speaking of multiplayer, though, another winner update or winner update two or however you want to call it has dropped for um, Halo Infinite, and all the armor cores that used to be hard to get or uh, you had to pay for are now free. Everyone, they are free for everyone. So if you missed an event or anything like that, uh, you can get the the Reach Armor Core, uh, the Mark V B. You can get the um, Yoroi Armor Core, which is the the fractions they're calling it, like the um, alternate universe, which is like the Samurai one. You can get uh, I forget what they're calling it, but it's like a uh, it's not steampunky, but it's like very World War Two um, esque armor. Um, and then all the others. So those are available now for free. And some other quality of life updates. Custom games browser. So that way you can play with other people online and forge maps or custom games. You don't necessarily have to have friends that are doing it. Um, and, and some other quality of life improvements. So that's available on uh, Halo Infinite now. Uh, CD Projekt Red has announced that they will be ending support for the mobile card game Gwent. Um, I don't think people really play that. So that makes sense. Speaking of which, uh, they will not begin pre-production on the, the Cyberpunk sequel until at least next year. Um, and they did announce that multiplayer was going to come to Cyberpunk 2077. 
Uh, but because of the issues at launch and many of the other things that were going on with the game, they decided to scrap the multiplayer mode. Uh, the DLC is still on the way, though, for early next year. Uh, Phil Spencer has announced that starting in 2023, uh, first-party Xbox games will be making the jump to $70 a game, uh, joining with a majority of the industry. Um, I've talked at length. Uh, while I don't like this move, obviously it was inevitable. Um, I've talked at length before um, about how it, it really is unsustainable for the games industry to stay at $60 a game. I mean, we've had that price for going on 20 plus years now. So obviously, you know, as game development and things like that gets more and more expensive, um, it's, it's not really a profit thing. It's a matter of, is it sustainable and do they sell enough to sustain the business as a whole? And, and I see both sides to it. I really do. Um, because a, that means they're going to get more and more expensive. That means collector's editions, which I've recently decided to stop purchasing, uh, for personal reasons, uh, are going to get more expensive as well. Um, but at the same time, I understand that, like, this is a business. They have hundreds of people working on the game. They probably need to sell a minimum amount of copies to break even. Um, you got to remember, video games are starting to have budgets on the level of, like, blockbuster films. And those need, obviously, you know, a family of four going to the movies is is, is equal to one person buying a video game. But, but still... Um, it is a double-edged sword, but again, it's it's unsustainable to leave it at that price for so long. Um, but if you have Game Pass, obviously you don't have to pay for that $70. Unless you want a physical copy, which, again, um, if you want physical copies. Uh, digital copies will... which So the, the only thing I don't understand is why digital copies cost the $70. They don't... They don't have the same um, costs associated with it, right? Because it's your upload, unless there's like server costs, and th that makes sense. But it, uh, I wonder what's cheaper, server costs for a digital copy or the material costs for a physical copy, as in the disc, the paper, the the sometimes a booklet, whatever cards you might put in the box, the, 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 the cover... Um, the cover sheet that's in the case, but who knows? Uh, but starting 2023, Xbox will shift to that $70 price point. Anyway, more and more video game studios are unionizing. Um, not the studios themselves, but the employees working. Uh, we have two actually this week. Uh, the first is Blizzard Albany, who are uh, the second union under Activision Blizzard. And... Uh, the quality assurance workers there have officially formed a second union um, after months of back and forth. This is via Polygon. Um, the months-long process has now come to a close despite Activision's attempts to block it. Um, they, uh, their union tweeted, quote, It took an unbelievable amount of work and perseverance to move this fight forward. With this victory, we're advocating for ourselves and each other because we care deeply about our work and the games we make. Organizing has empowered all of us to fight hard for the dignity and respect every worker deserves on the job. Unquote. Um, so, that is after Raven Software successfully unionized. 
Uh, and then later in the week, we learned that, where is it? ZeniMax Media has uh, their quality assurance union workers have unionized, around 300 of them. Uh, this is one of the first under Xboxes. Microsoft already has, there's already unions at Microsoft uh, for different people that work there. Um, so this is ZeniMax Media Quality Insurance. Uh, they own Bethesda, Arcane, Machine Games, things like that. Uh, this is via Kotaku. Uh, they have formed a union with the Communication Workers of America, the CWA, um, just like Raven and Blizzard Albany. So this is the first game developer quality assurance union. Um, this is a huge number compared to those Blizzard ones. Um, it will be called the ZeniMax Workers United Union, or so the ZeniMax Workers United. Uh, so it will include several North American studios owned by ZeniMax and Xbox. Um and it will include a majority of the company's QA workers. Microsoft has remained neutral. Um, the CWA actually said, quote, We applaud Microsoft for remaining neutral through this process and letting workers decide for themselves whether they want a union. Uh, unquote. Uh, they followed up by saying, quote, The company is fulfilling the commitments they laid out in their labor principles earlier this year while sending a resounding message to the video game industry. The right to freely and fairly make a choice about union representation should be in the hands of the workers, not management, um, quote-unquote. And uh, they've already sent support to Activision Blizzard and uh, employees there because, of course, they're in the process of acquiring Activision Blizzard. It looks like their hurdle in the U.S. may be uh, not so much of a hurdle. Uh, we'll get to more of that in a second. Um let me see. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl is getting a movie, of all things. Uh, Riot has released a video on their official YouTube showing off their new uh, League of Legends fighting game, currently called Project L. Those videos are available now. Um, get this. The Sonic co-creator has been arrested again for insider trading. I don't know what this man is doing that he's been arrested twice in the last two weeks. L let me rephrase that. We know He knows what he's doing. We know what he's doing. What, what I'm saying is, I don't know why how he thinks he can get away with it. Um, <laughs> so back to back, when people are literally watching him now. Um, Yuji Naka and <laughs> arrested again. This time for insider trading regarding Final Fantasy. Uh, via, via the Asahi uh, Shimbun, which is a Japanese newspaper, uh, was been, it was translated by a Bloomberg reporter, Takashi Mochizuki. Um, God, arrested again. Uh, they said, it says, uh, quote, Asashi, Tokyo District Public Prosecutor's Office re-arrested former Square Enix employees, including Yuji Naka, this time for alleged insider trading related to Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier, quote-unquote. Um, this is, apparently he bought 10,000 shares in developer aiming at the value of $20,000 before they announced their partnership with with Square Enix. Jesus, dude, come on, man. Like I it astounds me that he thought he could just keep getting away with it 
and that no one would notice. Like, it's, it's wild to me. It is wild to me. <laughs> I'm just going to laugh at that forever, man. It Because it will never not be funny. Especially because it happened back to back, essentially. Um, probably dude gets out on bail. They keep looking through his finances. Ah, uh, shit, gotta arrest you again, dude. Like, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, but we now, our final bit of gaming news today, we continue the ever lasting saga that is Sony bitching and moaning about Microsoft buying Activision. Uh, this time, the one of the presidents of Microsoft has called out Sony, uh, essentially likening them to, um, what did he say? He accused them of being like Blockbuster. Uh, this is um, Microsoft President and Vice Chairman Brad Smith in an interview with the Wall Street Journal uh, in an opinion piece that he wrote. And he quoted, he's quoted as saying, Sony has emerged as the loudest objector. It is, it's as excited about this deal as Blockbuster was about the rise of Netflix. Think about how much better it is to stream a movie from your couch than drive the Blockbuster. We want to bring the same sort of innovation to the video gaming industry. Um, re uh, we remain in third place in console gaming, stuck behind Sony's dominant PlayStation and the Nintendo Switch. Um, unquote. And he also went on to say, quote, to get subscribers to this service, Microsoft needs a full library of popular games, and as things stand, we simply don't have enough, uh, quote-unquote. Um, he also said that, uh, and then the FTC says via Politico thought they might block it. Maybe it looks like some of the commissioners, maybe not so much. It might be split from other things I've read. Um, Activision Blizzard said, quote, any suggestion that the transaction could lead to any competitive F Effects is completely absurd, unquote. Um, now we're learning Microsoft literally threw a 10-year deal for Call of Duty at Sony, and they scoffed at it, apparently. Um, Sony is just so obsessed with Call of Duty. Um, now we learned that Nintendo has accepted a 10-year offer for Call of Duty on Nintendo Switch. Um... Or they made a commitment, essentially. Microsoft has officially entered into a 10-year commitment, as they're calling it. Uh, Phil Spencer tweeted it. Um, as well as saying, he said, quote, I am... All, uh, hold on. Quote, I am also pleased to confirm that Microsoft is committed to continue to offer Call of Duty on Steam simultaneously to Xbox after we have closed the merger with Activision Blizzard King. Uh, quote, unquote. So... 10 years on Switch, 10 years on Steam, um, maybe 10 years on Sony, if Sony can get their head out of their ass, which then um, Gabe Newell, you know, the head of Valve, the, the king, the god of gaming, uh, said via Kotaku, 
Quote, we're happy that Microsoft wants to continue using Steam to reach customers with Call of Duty when their Activision acquisition closes. Microsoft has been on Steam for a long time, and we take it as a signal that they are happy with gamers' reception to that and the work we are doing. Our job is to keep building valuable features for not only Microsoft, but all Steam customers and partners. Unquote. Um, where is... I want to read his whole statement. Let me get it, because it's a good one. The rest of his statement reads as follows. Quote, Microsoft offered and even sent us a draft agreement for a long-term Call of Duty commitment. But it wasn't necessary for us because, A, we're not believers in requiring any partner to have an agreement that locks them to shipping games on Steam into the distant future. B, Phil and the games team at Microsoft have always followed through on what they told us they would do so, so we trust their intentions. And C, we think Microsoft has all the motivation they need to be on the platforms and devices where Call of Duty customers want to be, unquote. So, Gabe Newell is essentially saying, Sony's got their head up their ass. Sony's being a little bitch. Sony needs to calm down. Microsoft isn't going to take Call of Duty off PlayStation anytime soon. Because, A, he knows people are going to play on PC. He knows Microsoft's not going to take it off. Gabe Newell is a smart man, and he doesn't get involved in petty disputes. And, and that is why we call Gabe the God, uh, our God. Anywho, that's it for gaming. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about everything announced and everything and all the winners from the Game Awards next week. Um, so please, please return next week to talk about that. Um, for the Game Awards recap. Anyway, let's move on to TV. Um, got a lot of Rings of Power news, surprisingly. Uh, Bernard Hill, who played King Theoden in the original trilogy, um, was, had not some not nice words to say in regards to the Rings of Power, essentially calling it a money grab. Doesn't think it was necessary. Not surprised there. He's an old school guy. Um, but... Uh, quite a few things have been made in a, in terms of casting. Um, they have added seven, uh, over seven new cast members, I should say. So on the first, we learned of seven new cast members. And then today, or yesterday, we learned of even more new ones. Um, so season two will add um, Gabriel, Gabriel Akudike. I think I said that right. Yasin Zaitz Ator, Ben Daniels, Amelia Kenworthy, Nia Tolley, and Nicholas Woodison. Um, Adar, who was played by J Joseph Mall Molly, uh, who was also in um, he was also in uh, uh, Game of Thrones, uh, who played Benjamin Stark. He's actually leaving the show, so Adar will now be played by Sam Hazeldine. Um, so he will receive a new cast or a new actor um and then today or yesterday technically we learned of several new eight new cast members on top of the seven um so uh kevin eldon who was in game of thrones um and several of the movies uh callum lynch uh who was actually in bridgerton um oliver alvin wilson will be in the show, Stuart Bowman, uh, Gavi Singh Chera, William Chubb, Will Keen, and Selena Lowe uh, will all have recurring roles um, 
in the show as well. So uh, uh, a big shakeup here as we've gotten six, 15 new cast members added to the Rings of Power. So uh, we've also learned some stuff about The Boys Season 4. Uh, new cast announcement, uh, cast announcements. Simon Pegg is returning uh, to play Huey's father in Season 4. Uh, we've also learned that Rosemary DeWitt has been cast. Um, she's been in La La Land, Black Mirror. Uh, she's been cast as Huey's mother. Uh, Rob Benedict will join um, the show as well, on top of Elliot Knight. And, uh, but we don't know who they're playing. Um, they're joining, previously confirmed for Season 4, Susan Hayward and Cameron, uh, or Valerie Curry, Cameron Crovetti, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, season four is currently in production. I don't know if we'll get a release date just yet, but with that, we got a trailer for Gen V, which is the new spinoff of the boys set at a college campus for superheroes, as they call it. That is a very bloody trailer. Um, we are going to be getting into a lot of Vought powered superhero sh college age shenanigans, and I am all in. Um, that is expected to drop sometime next year. Um, Mark Strong has been announced to play the Emperor in Dune Sisterhood, which is a prequel show that takes place, I think they said 10,000 years, uh, before the movie. Um, and that is expected to drop on HBO Max sometime in the near future. Um, Disney has brought back Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Um, so it's a funny story about Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. That's technically the first character that Walt Disney came up with. Um, but he didn't keep the rights. Universal Studios, uh, the company, actually owned the rights to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. So about 10 years ago, I want to say, maybe a little longer. No, it's older than that. But Disney traded Al Michaels... Yes, Al Michaels, the sports commentator, to NBC Universal for them to get the rights of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit back. <laughs> um, and for the first time in almost 100 years, um, th they have released a new short featuring Oswald the Lucky Rabbit uh, as Dis Disney gears up to celebrate its 100th anniversary as a company next year. Uh, the Walt Disney Company was founded in 1923. Obviously, it didn't become the juggernaut that it is back then. Um, and if you're interested in some things like that, there is actually a new documentary about Mickey over on Disney Plus uh, right now. Um, and speaking of Disney Plus, there's rumors coming out that Daredevil Born Again may be a little more lighthearted than the Netflix show. Um, and we might be getting a wisecracking Daredevil-esque, or Daredevil, uh, Deadpool-esque Matt Murdock. Now, there is precedent for this in the comics, um, but I think it might be a little disjarring to people if it is true. Hopefully, it's not the whole series. Um, Brazil had their Comic-Con this past week. Uh, that's where we got a lot of movie trailers, uh, and we also learned that The Mandalorian Season 3 will premiere on March 1st, 2023, which means 
uh, as we got a new trailer for The Bad Batch today as well, which is pretty much the trailer that they showed to us at Star Wars Celebration. Uh, the Bad Batch, which premieres January 4th, uh, this tells me that The Bad Batch will lead right into The Mandalorian, um, as there are currently no Star Wars streaming shows currently on Disney Plus as Andor wrapped up two weeks ago. Um, let me see. So, as we've reported, HBO and, or Warner Brothers, excuse me, and Discovery have merged recently uh, to become, you know, Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, and in an effort to uh, combine their two streaming services, Discovery Plus and HBO Max, uh, they're going to be merging those two sometime next year into what I'm calling the dumbest fucking streaming service name in the history of man, and that is competing with Quibi. They're calling it Max. They're dropping HBO, despite that being like the, the biggest draw. They're not going to include anything with Discovery. They're not going to have a plus to match all the other ones. They're just going to call it Max, which usually infers that you have the most, the Max, you know, um, so the fact that they're cutting content is a, a little disjarring to call it Max. Like, what the fuck? People are like, oh, I'm watching it on Max. They're going to look at you like you're a fucking re... Like a fucking moron. Didn't finish that statement. Um, Max. Who? David Zaslav needs to get the Bob Chapek treatment. That's all I'm saying. And with Avatar The Way of Water coming out next week, we've uh, this, is, this is our last TV um, story. Uh, with Avatar The Way of Water coming out next week, we've learned that, which I think might have been painfully obvious all these years, Avatar The Last Airbender is called so because of James Cameron. Like, dude's a dick. That's <laughs> In that instance, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I think that's funny. Anyway, as I stated at the top of the show, let's talk about movies. Uh, as I stated at the top of the show, um, we said, oh, I hope a trailer comes out. Well, 12 hours later, it did. Uh, at CCXP, which is Brazil's Comic-Con, we got trailers for Transformers Rise of the Beasts, Guardians Volume 3, and Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. The... Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer, fucking great. We get to see Optimus Primal in both his beast form and his robot form, and he's got his twin blades like he did in, in Beast Wars. We get to see Cheetor. Um, first off, they're huge in their beast forms. Uh, we don't get to see Cheetor's form up, up close when he transforms into a robot, uh, and we didn't get to see Rhinox's uh, robot form, but we did get to see um, his animal form, which was awesome. We get to see more of Mirage, who is Pete Davidson's character. Um, I was talking in a friend group, and it's he transforms just like Jazz does, and Jazz is just getting more and more robbed in the Transformers franchise. Um, we got to see the 
they're not the Predacons. They're the um, the Terrorcons, who are the villains. Uh, RC and Optimus are going to be heavily involved. Looks like they make their way to Earth after Bumblebee. Uh, we got to see Wheeljack, his new version, um, at least. Uh, he's been technically in the movies before in several different versions. Um, but the biggest thing is just seeing Optimus Primal kick fucking ass as Optimus Primal. I am all in. I love the Beast Wars. The Beast Wars was my first Transformers uh, show. That's what got me into Transformers was Beast Wars. Unfortunately, there's no wise-talking rat trap. Um, oh, we also got to see Michelle Yeoh's version of um, Air Razor. But there's no rat trap, and that's a problem, people. If we get Cheetor, we should get Rat Trap. Just saying. Uh, then we got our trailer for Guardians Volume 3, which is very somber. Um, a lot of people think a Guardian is going to die. I wouldn't be surprised. We get to see Swole Groot return from the, the holiday special. Um, we get more of Rocket's backstory, including Layla the Otter, his like girlfriend. I think we're going to Half-World based on the planet that looks like Earth, but it's all infused with anthropomorphic animals. Um in which Drax has a hilarious scene. Um, we get to see the High Evolutionary, which is the villain. We get to see more... I, I um, No, Stallone's character wasn't in it, but I think he's going to be in the movie. Uh, it, it's a fun trailer. It's good music. Um, but it... And, oh, we also get to see uh, uh, Will Poulter's Adam Warlock for the first time. So I'm very excited to see... How this movie plays out, it's out in May, I think. Um, and then the third big epic trailer we got was Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which is the name of Indiana Jones 5, officially. We got to see de-aged Indy. We got to see Sala. We got to see more of Indy's interaction with Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, who I think is the daughter or granddaughter of Marcus Brody's character. Um... The Nazis, Mads Mikkelsen's character, we see a swashbuckling adventure take place. In, I don't care for the music in the trailer so much. It's a weird, stripped-down version of, of Indy's theme of, of the Raiders' March. Um, but I am very excited. This movie looks fun. Um, the de-aged Indy stuff is, is very interesting, for sure. It looks, it, it looks like they finally perfected the technology, Disney at least. Uh, James Mangold, I think, is the perfect person for this. Uh, then there's a funny thing at the end of the trailer, which is almost an homage to uh, the scene in Raiders where Indy's fighting that dude, and he pulls out the sword, and Indy's like going to whip him. He's like, no, he just pulls out his gun and shoots him. Well, in this, Indy like starts cracking his whip in like a casino room full of criminals, and then they all pull out their guns to shoot at Indy, and he ducks. It's, it's funny. you got to watch it. Um, but a good trailer for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, June 30th, 2023. Um, I guess Jerry Bruckheimer was being interviewed somewhere. Uh, famously, he is the producer on the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, I know we talked a little recently that Margot Robbie said that her Pirates movie is dead. Well, 
I guess maybe not, according to Jerry Bruckheimer. They are moving forward with a different story right now that's not necessarily that one, but that doesn't mean they're not going to make her movie sometime in the future. So maybe we will get a all-female-led Pirates film. Uh, we've also learned that the Spider-Verse trailer, trailer will be released on Tuesday next week, the 13th. Uh, Wakanda Forever has officially taken its fourth weekend as number one and globally has racked up over $733 million, um, getting closer to the feat that the first film did, which was five weeks at number one. Um, speaking of doing number one, Black Adam was number one for a couple weeks before Wakanda Forever came out, only for it to not make enough money and could potentially lose $100 million. Uh, it has earned $387 million worldwide so far. I think it needed either 600 or 500 to break even um, with all costs and everything like that. So, um, unfortunately, it looks like Black Adam is going to go down as a flop, technically, um, and potentially a lot of other things are in flux with the DC Universe we'll get to in a second. Um, let's just shift gears into DC here uh, as we round out our episode today. Um, at CCXP, we got our first poster for the Blue Beetle movie which will release in theaters on August 18th next year. Um, we've also learned that the Batgirl directors are willing to work with DC again as long as the movie comes out and are expected to meet with James Gunn now that he's head of DC Studios. Um, the Flash has officially been moved up one week, uh, essentially to get out of Indiana Jones's way. It was supposed to release on the 30th, or the week before the 30th, but, but now... Uh, will release one week earlier than anticipated. Um, but let's talk about the the DC Universe, the DCU as it's being called, the DCEU, whatever you want to call it. Um, we are expected to hear from Peter Safran and James Gunn sometime this month or next month in terms of what their, their plan for the DC Universe is. Um, the Hollywood Reporter has now broken a story that apparently Wonder Woman 3 has been canceled. Uh, Patty Jenkins recently turned in her treatment that was co-written by Jeff Johns um, into the studio uh, and was told that it doesn't fit with their plan moving forward. Uh, what this plan is, again, we don't officially know. They haven't met with uh, David Zaslav as of yet. Um, but it's odd to hear that considering Wonder Woman is technically one of the more uh, favored characters in the DCU as it exists now. Um, there are rumors that uh, they are essentially killing the Snyderverse as a whole. That means The Flash will end that arc. Aquaman 2 will end Jason Momoa's turn as uh, uh, Aquaman, uh, potentially opening the door for him to be Lobo later since he wants to be Lobo so much. Um, uh, uh, that... Apparently Henry Cavill filmed a scene for The Flash that maybe has been cut, and even though he was just reintroduced as Sp Superman, may not get Man of Steel 2. Um, it's very interesting because a lot of the movies still coming out are technically part of that. The Flash is. Aquaman 2. Um, we don't know anything about Blue Beetle. 
though. Um, we do know that Shazam! Fury of the Gods, though, is technically part of the Snyderverse. Peter Safran is producing that film. Um, James Gunn has produced a film, or directed a film that's in the Snyderverse. So, again, it, it's very interesting. Um, this might put a nail in the, the coffin uh, for a potential Black Adam 2 sequel, even though that movie is hundreds of million dollars of dollars in the red. Um, do I like this? If it's true, no, because I like those characters. I like the cast. Not every movie has been perfect, but I've enjoyed them. Um, does it make me excited for the future as well? Yes, yes it does, because ultimately I am more of a DC fan than Marvel. I read more DC comics than Marvel comics. Do I enjoy the MCU? 100% I do. Do I love Batman more regardless? Yes, yes I do. Um... It, it, and it sucks because I like Batfleck and there were rumors swirling that he was going to come back and do more Batfleck. I like Henry Cavill as Superman. I know people don't, but I think he's a great Superman. I think Man of Steel is one of the best Superman movies made in general. Because, yes, the Richard Donner movies are fun and I get it. But they're just different time, different place, way too campy. I mean, that's when a time when all DC Comics stuff was super campy, and it almost died. Okay? I, I get everyone loves the Dark Knight movies. I personally don't. I think Tim Burton's are the best Batmans. Um, but I very much enjoyed my, Matt Reeves' The Batman with... Uh, um, why can't I think of his name? As the Batman. Um Wow, why am I drawing a blank on Robert Pattinson's Batman this year? I very much enjoyed that movie. He is, like I stated before, he's like my second favorite Batman now. Um, a lot of things are up in the air. We don't know. And I know The Hollywood Reporter probably has inside scoop. But they haven't even met with David Zaslav yet. They're probably throwing this information out to get people's opinions, see what the chatter is around it. Like, they do this all the time to see what people are thinking, to th hear what people are saying. They want to generate interest. They want to create buzz. Like, we, we don't know what's true and what's not. They can do this a lot, and it doesn't always turn out to be true. Is The Hollywood Reporter probably true more often than not? More than likely, yes. Um, in my opinion, it, it could go either way. You either go... All in on the Snyderverse. You don't necessarily need to bring Zack Snyder back. But you continue telling the story set in that universe. Or you do have The Flash. Which has always been rumored to be a Flashpoint movie. And have it reboot the universe entirely. Um, it'd be kind of weird because Ezra Miller is still The Flash. And technically when The Flash comes out of Flashpoint. It's still the same Flash. Um... But with all of Ezra Miller's problems and the lawsuits they are facing and things like that, then, you know, we get into some sticky situations. So it will be interesting to see what happens with the DC Universe. And again, we still don't officially know what's going to happen. So while I understand that 
this is probably true, I will have some grains of salt at the ready if it's not. Um, but again, we'll see. I'm excited for the future regardless because we're still getting The Flash. We're still getting Aquaman 2. We're still getting uh, Shazam 2. So I'm not worried because at least for another year, we're getting things technically set in the Snyderverse. If Wonder Woman get 3 gets canceled, okay, whatever. I'm fine. I'm not going to cry. Just means Patty Jenkins can make her Rogue Squadron movie a lot sooner than we thought. So it's a win-win for me. Um, but who knows? Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Uh, that was episode 239. That is right. We are nearing 250 episodes, folks. Um, again, the Game Awards is, are tomorrow, so make sure to tune in next week to hear everything that got announced and my reactions to it. Um, in the coming weeks, we'll have a wrap-up for 2022, and a whole lot of other things are going on. Uh, with that, though, thank you guys again. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. I've been your host, Nick. Uh, make sure to check out nixnerdnews.com where you guys can find links to all of our shows and where you can listen to them on the go. You can even listen to the show right in your browser. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on iHeartRadio. We're on Apple Podcasts. We are on uh, Amazon Music. You can ask your your whatever you call it, to, to play us. Um, I'm sure it wouldn't be hard to ask any of your digital assistants to listen to Nick's Nerd News. Uh, if you guys are at the website, also make sure to check out our social media tab um, where you can find links to our Facebook, our Twitter, our Instagram. Uh, we're a lo- I'm a lot more active as the host on Twitter or on Instagram and Facebook. Tweet sometimes, not as much. Um, we do have a Discord that you guys can fully join. Join It is Nick's Nerd News. Um, interact with other listeners, fans, things like that. Uh, and maybe we'll start a TikTok. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll get there. Um, but hey, hang out in the Discord. Chat with me. Chat with other fans of the show. Um, but that's it for Nick's Nerd News. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, I'm happy you guys are here week in, week out. Um, my Discord's not working. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.